0: Swinging, line drive, he's done it. John Means has no hit. The Mariners and the Orioles mob him. The first no hitter for the Orioles in 30 years. Hello and welcome back to Word from the Warehouse. Your Baltimore Orioles are 3-6 and six after they take 2 out of 3 against the New York Yankees. We're going to be breaking down that series and looking ahead to the Oakland A's West Coast trip here for the Baltimore Orioles. So some pretty big wins here for the Orioles who lately had not been very good in school. Uh, batters in the scoring position um at all we'll, we'll go ahead and look at some team stats as well throughout the uh throughout here um but yeah it was not a uh hasn't been great for the orioles offense but it has finally come up pretty big here against the Yankees so now, before we get to game one we got a John Means update here so Brandon Hyde said a couple days ago that Means was getting a second opinion on his elbow and that it's going to be a while to get the results and also for him to pitch again Hyde doesn't know if Means will pitch again in 2022 Said, doesn't expect him back anytime soon. That was a tweet from Rock Bacco from Mass and Sports. Uh, we also learned it's not an elbow strain. It is now an elbow sprain. And that they moved John Means to the 60-day IL list. So he's going to be gone for quite a bit. Unfortunately. Game 1, Jackie Robinson Day. Friday the 15th of April. 7.05 first pitch. And it finishes 2-1 Orioles. Yankees score run in the first inning. And uh, Baltimore is going to tie it up in the seventh. And they're going to win it in the 11th inning with a walk-off walk for Ramon Urias. Who's going to take the walk at the end of the game. And uh, the starting pitchers for both teams here was... uh, Jordan Lyles for the O's. Jordan Montgomery for the Yanks. Uh, Lyles went five and one third, giving up six hits, one run, and one earned run. Uh, two walks and had four strikeouts. His ERA sits for the year five point two three. Dylan Tate came in, pitched one and two thirds. He struck out two. Jorge Lopez came in and pitched an inning and struck out two. Baker came in and went uh one and two thirds and struck out three and uh and CNL Perez pitched one third and then Crable came in for the win he pitched an inning gave up one hit one strikeout. uh Jordan Montgomery pitched five innings uh, he gave up three hits no runs. But Chapman, a roll, a Chapman came in and gave up the walk. He came in, bases loaded. He walked your Ramon Urias, and Aaron Boone actually got ejected at the end of the game due to that call. Which I don't think he was complaining about that call. I think he was complaining about a different call. But let's face it here, this this ump was not. Not very good. This ump was uh, not very good. We saw his scorecard. This is a nice account uh, called Ump Scorecards on Twitter. Umpire was Tom Halian, and uh, overall consistency ninety six percent. Not not bad, right? Overall accuracy ninety four percent. Not bad. But when you look at the called ball accuracy, that's correct. Ninety eight percent correct. Three of the 139 called balls were true strikes. 85% for called strike accuracy, though. Nine of the 60 called strikes were true balls. And you can see some of these. They have them highlighted. The bottom of the 11th, Chapman to Mullins. One out, bases loaded. Uh, 00 count, balls called a strike. Bottom of the 7th, L- Loya Signia, uh to Mullins one out runners on first and second two zero count ball is called a strike and bottom of the seventh Peralta uh to Chirinos one out bases empty three one count ball is called a strike we also saw some of this with uh, those were the impactful missed calls but uh the apparently the overall favor was towards New York in this game one point one seven runs for New York there but. We we saw it on both sides. There was some there are some strikes uh, that were called on Rizzo uh, that was in the other batter's box. Same thing with Mullins. It's in like the chalk line of the other batter's box, and he's calling them strikes. So uh, this is this is not the worst ump scorecard. There was one I saw from Saturday that was a uh, was a sixty some percent accuracy for strikes. That's really bad. We're in a state of the game now where it is really bad umpire-wise. But Jackie Robinson Day, um, we get, uh, Orioles get the win. I want to say in the top of the 10th, there was uh, Gonzalez at bat, right? Three straight pitches in the zone were called balls. And then one outside of the zone is called a strike. That was another one that really stood out to me. It was it was pretty crazy. Uh, at this point on Friday, runners in scoring position, more than 50% of the time, the Orioles got a a strikeout when they had runners in scoring position. It's not cutting it. And at that point, the Orioles were 7 for 81 with runners in scoring position this season. Uh, that was, uh, that was at the point of, I think today, bottom of the 7th. And then uh, the worst batting average with runners in scoring position for a full season is the 1969 Padres batting two hundred. The Orioles were batting .086 with runners in scoring position. That was a tweet from Nathan Ruiz earlier today. That's before the Orioles exploded for some runs uh, in Game Three. Also, we're getting on Friday. We got like no action from our top four hitters at one point uh, in the first two games of the series it was 1 for 22 for our top 4 hitters i think that may have improved since then but that's game 1 2 to 1 win walk off walk felt great uh last time i remember a walk off walk i was at the game it was against the uh, against the angels well it wasn't a walk off but it was a uh, we took the lead with a walk when i went to go see the angels Shoei ayotani on the game he pitched. Game two was Tyler Wells versus Talion of the Yankees. This game gets interrupted for some hail, or else maybe the Orioles win this one too. Tyler Wells goes four innings, gives up three hits, two walks, strikes out three, 6.35 ERA. Michael Bauman comes in and pitches one-third of an inning before the before the uh before the hail starts falling down. He gives up one run. One of them earned. Um then Lakens comes in at the end of the uh after the rain delay and pitches a full inning. Five hits, four runs, four earned runs, one walk, one home run. His ERA sits 36. Paul Fry comes in, pitches one and two-thirds. He gives up one walk, strikes out one. And then Alex Wells comes in, pitches two innings, gives up three hits, strikes out three. And the Orioles lose this one five to two. Mullins gets a two-run home run in the third inning. So uh, he's the only Oriole, I think, with two home runs right now, and he's got eight RBI at this point, which uh, at one point was 50% of our runs. Uh, I think that's changed since then. But, uh, yeah, and then he also threw somebody out at home. He He got Rizzo out at home, so a good game for Mullins. But in game two here, the team's runner in scoring position stat was one for seven, left eight on base. Yankees, meanwhile, uh, they had a home run. Josh Donaldson hit one off in the fifth inning against Lakens with one on. So that was a two-run shot. And uh, they went 3-for-15 with runners in scoring position. And they had 11 left on base. But they win that one 5-2. to Lakens got the loss there. And then that leads us to today. Easter Sunday goes until it goes scoreless till the bottom of the eighth and the Orioles bats finally wake up with runners in scoring position they go three for nine today with runners in scoring position I think three of those I think they were oh for six until they got the three in a row they still left eight on base Mateo got a stolen base but uh yeah no home runs but we had a double from Gutierrez Gutierrez hits in two, Mateo hit in uh, one, and Odor hits in two. That's right, Rugned Odor actually steps up and does something. He comes in to pinch hit in the bottom of the eighth. Nothing, nothing. Comes up. He bats. He gets a hit right up the middle, right around the second base, and it scores two. Gutierrez comes up and hits a two-run double to make it 4-0. And then Mateo hits uh, Gutierrez in to make it 5-0. That was all in the bottom of the eighth. The Bats finally woke up the ninth. Jorge Lopez goes out there, shuts him down. Bruce Zimmerman started the game. Five innings pitched, four hits, two walks, six strikeouts. Felix Batista pitches one inning. One walk, one strikeout. His ERA sits at 2.25. Zimmerman sits at zero. By the way, Dylan Tate comes in for an inning and gives up uh, nothing. Strikes out one. His ERA is at 1.42. Jorge Lopez pitches two innings, strikes out two. His ERA sits at 3.38. Uh, so Nestor Cortez pitched for the Yankees, former Oriole. Five innings pitched includes an immaculate inning. Gives up three hits, one walk, strikes out 12. Connor Green comes in and pitches uh, one and two-thirds. Gives up two hits, one walk, two strikeouts. Uh, Loisigia comes in and pitches one inning. Gives up two hits, four runs, four earned runs, two walks, and one strikeout. And Lutke uh, comes in and pitches one-third of an inning. Gives up two hits, one run, one earned. One strikeout. So this one finished 5 nothing Orioles, it's the first time they shut out the Yankees at Camden Yards in a long time, according to a stat I found. I can't locate it now, though. But yes, they've, uh... Did pretty well there. This was just a... This was a fun game. I was actually able to see catch some of this one before Easter dinner. Um... So I was listening to it on the way at one point because uh, I had multiple stops today. So I'm listening to it at one place on the way back. Got to see like the seventh, eighth, and ninth inning at home, and then had to go to my next stop. So uh, it was it was good, good game. Jorge Lopez gets the win, and uh, yeah, let's let's take a look at our team averages right now. Austin Hayes, pretty hot this series. I think at one point he was five for ten for the series. He went one for five today. He's batting two twelve. Remember last week we're talking about him batting like zero eight six, right? He's batting two twelve. OPS of six oh six. Mountcastle goes two for four today. His average is at two seventy eight. OPS of six seventy seven. Mancini goes oh uh, for two today. He gets two walks, though. So in his four plate appearances, he had four plate appearances, two walks, two outs. Batting 235, OPS of 613. Uh, we had Sontown Dare. Three at bats. One walk, two strikeouts. 0 for 3. Batting 269, though, with an 895 OPS. Ryan McKenna. 0 for 2 with a strikeout. He's batting 0 on the season. Mullins came in and pinched hit and uh, didn't get much done. He's batting 167 with a 592 OPS, though. He's looking a little better, getting a little hotter. He had the day off at first until they put him in. Robinson Chirinos goes 0 for 3. He will score a run, though, because he walked Uh, He also struck out twice. He's batting 167 as well with a 515 OPS. Chris Owings, 0 for 3. Three strikeouts. Batting 0 on the season. He's got a 300 OPS. Probably from some walks. But Owings is giving us nothing right now. Rugnet comes in. He's going to go 1-for-1 one one today with two RBIs. He's batting 200 on the year, 523 OPS. Uh, Kelvin Gutierrez goes 2-for-4 today with two RBIs. He's batting 200 with a 633 OPS. And Mateo goes 3-for-4 today with an RBI, and he is batting 263 with 653 OPS. So there you go. Uh, Chris Owings. I don't think we can put up with this for too much longer. He's not really providing anything for us, unfortunately. Seven at-bats. One run, zero hits. Three walks, seven strikeouts. So in every at-bat that has been counted, right... Seven at-bats, seven strikeouts. Ten plate appearances, three walks, seven strikeouts. It's not good enough. Not good enough. He played on the 12th against Milwaukee. He played on the uh, 15th against the Yankees and the 17th against the Yankees. So far, not not great. We'll see... Uh, We'll see how it goes. I feel, I feel like they're going to have to call somebody else up soon. He's just not getting it done as it currently stands. But there you go. Orioles take two out of three against the Yankees. Yankees fans are losing it right now. They're they're losing it. They're not having a good time. They're not enjoying this lineup. They're a lineup that's not getting really anything done. Let's take a look here at uh, the standings of the AL East. Toronto sits atop with six and four record. Boston sits second with a five and four record. The Yankees sit third with a five and five record. Tampa is at five and five, and the Orioles at the bottom three and six. They now don't have the worst record in the major leagues. Uh, Kansas has a three and five. Minnesota with a three and six. Texas with a 2 and 7, Cincinnati with a 2 and 8 and Arizona with a 3 and 6 record. So things are looking up there. All right, so let's take a look at what is to come this week. Here is the Orioles head out west. These games are all going to be late like 9:40 first pitch. Spencer Watkins is projected to be the starter on Monday. He's got a 3 ERA. Uh, none of the Oakland team has faced him before. Oakland is uh, scheduling Frankie Montes uh, up to bat, uh, up to pitch, and uh, his ERA is at 4.76. He's got 12 strikeouts on the air. Anthony Benboom has played him before, but I'm pretty sure he just got sent down. Chirinos has gone 0 for 4 against him. Kelvin Gutierrez is actually batting 6.67 on him with three at bats. Trey Mancini is going 333 uh with three at bats, one home run. Cedric Mullins has gone 0 for 2 against him, and Rugnet Odor is batting 385 with 13 at bats, one home run against Montes. So uh looking looking like we might be able to hit this guy. We'll see though. We'll see how it goes. Then on Tuesday. Orioles don't have anybody projected. Neither do the A's. Some people are hoping that the Orioles are going to call up somebody like Bradish. I don't know if they will. I think they should. I don't know if they will. And then on April 20th, it looks like Jordan Lyles is set to face off against Oakland. We don't have Oakland's pitcher. But Elvis Andrews in 30 at-bats bats 367 off Jordan Lyles. So that would be pretty rough. Seth Brown has seven at bats and bats one forty three. Jed Lowry uh four seventeen against Lyles with twelve at bats. Sean Murphy three thirteen out of sixteen at bats. Yeah, so I mean some of these guys have hit Jordan Lyles around so we might have a we might have a rough a rough third game. And then we'll then we'll take a look back at that one on the twenty first before we take a look ahead at the Angels series that starts on the 22nd. And just looking at how the Athletics have been doing, they currently sit uh 5 and 5. Athletics currently sit 5 and 5. That's good enough to be third in the AL West with the Angels leading that division, Houston in second with a 5 and 4 record, Angels with 6 and 4 in first, Oakland 5 and 5, Seattle 5 and 5, Texas 2 and 7. Oakland actually played pretty tough against uh the against the Rays. Uh they took uh, quite a few games from the Rays. Let's take a look at their averages. Sean Murphy batting two fifty, Elvis Andrews batting two fifty. <clears throat> Sheldon Noose uh batting two eighty six, Jed Lowry two sixty three, Chad Pinder, two thirty five, Steven Piscotti .286. Uh, Christian Pache batting 267. Tony Kemp, 267. Seth Brown hitting 185. Christian Bet- Bethencourt, who's only played two games, is batting 400. And Austin Allen's played two games and batting 167. So that's kind of like your top 11 uh, batters there for Oakland, who again sit 5 and 5 to start out the season here. Uh, the Orioles uh, optioned Alex Wells to the Miners. That was this morning. Marcos Diplin contract was pro- uh, purchased from the Miners. He's a relief pitcher. And uh, John Means got transferred to the 60-day, as I mentioned earlier. The bullpen has still been pretty light out, which is great. That's something that we did not really see coming, I would say. Uh, if we look at the team stats for pitching, overall, uh, overall the team ERA is at 3.42. Uh, pretty good. We're not giving up a lot of home runs. Home runs per nine innings 0.38. We just gave up our first home run to Donaldson yesterday uh, at Camden Yards this season. I think there's only been three home runs there, which was the Donaldson home run and the two Mullins home runs. Uh, and strikeouts per nine, 7.73 for the Orioles. And looking at uh, just the players' stats themselves, you know, when you're talking about CNL Perez, zero ERA out of his four appearances, three innings pitched, pretty good. <laughs> Striking out. 12 per 9 innings. Brian Baker has a 1.93 ERA. Keegan Aiken has only played 2 games, but 0 ERA. Dylan Tate, a 1.69 ERA. I mean... We're looking pretty good bullpen wise. Like, I'm just reading out these bullpen names. Mike Bauman, 338 ERA. Felix Batista, 3. Crable, Zimmerman, Aiken, 0. I know Zimmerman started, but take him out of it. We're playing pretty well. It, it sucks John Means is going to be out. And at this point, we're thinking, uh, or I'm thinking anyway, it might be time to start calling up. Some of the young guys, right? The lineup got it done today, but when they had to make some pinch hits, right? I mean, when you look at this lineup, what the lineup started as today was Austin Hayes leading off, Mountcastle, Mancini, Santander. Then you have McKenna, Chirinos, Owings, Gutierrez, and Mateo. So you give Odor and Mullins a day off at the same time and i don't know i i just don't really know how to balance some of this some of this stuff here it's frustrating because i get it we we want to rest some players some days because you want to rest them right we're about to head west so whatever but you're you're about to have 3 West games and then another off day and then you're going to be in LA for some games. You just had an off day um on Thursday. How on earth did Cal Ripken ever play 2000 some games in a row then? Because it seems like and I understand that may not have been good for like you know for like players lasting longer I guess I don't know but he lasted a while I do believe in some off days every once in a while but you know when you had an off day on Thursday and then you're giving Mullins an off day on Sunday he played two days in a row and then you had to bring him into pinch it anyway so I don't know I don't think Ryan McKenna has been doing much for us I don't think Chris Owings has been doing much for us uh Odor finally came through but uh, the team itself just needs to do better. Austin Hayes bats finally waking up. So hopefully, hopefully things are looking up here. I like West Coast games. I like being able to sit up and you know watch a watch a West Coast game starting at like nine forty and be able to kind of fall asleep to an Orioles game. So I think that'll be a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, taking two out of three of against the Yankees is great. It's really upsetting a lot of Yankee fans. The Orioles, you know, more than doubled their wins this weekend, which is great. And now we get ready to go up against uh, Oakland. And they've been a pretty tough team, like I said. They've been a pretty uh, pretty tough team. They've been playing the Blue Jays well. They lost them 4-3 to today. They beat them 7-5 to on Saturday. They lost to them on Friday 4-1. They beat the Rays 6-3 on Thursday. They beat the Rays 4-2 on Wednesday. And they lost to the Rays 9-8 on Tuesday. But they beat the Rays 13-2 on Monday. They're looking pretty good. I- I'm not feeling pretty good about the Oakland A's. And guess what? Monday is their opening night. Tickets start at fifteen bucks. They're they're promoting that. Opening night for the Oakland A's is April 18th at 640 Western time, you know, Pacific time, 940 Eastern against the Orioles. So they're probably gonna be all hyped up that they're finally playing in front of their fans and we'll see how it goes. Piscotti is on a COVID uh nineteen IL list so he might not have to face Piscotti and to replace them on the active roster Oakland added left hander Zach Loge and right hander Ryan Castellani and catcher Christian Betancourt and infielder Drew Jackson as substitute players so oh because they also had to place left handers AJ Puck and Kirby Sneed and Austin Allen catcher On the restricted list. So I guess they had some a little bit of a COVID uh, outbreak there. So we'll we'll have to go up against them with that. But they've been playing pretty well to start the season. After people expected them not to. Because they didn't really do anything this season. Orioles have only scored 21 runs this year. Oakland's already scored 53. And they've played better teams than us. They've played the Rays and the Jays. The Rays and and the Jays and uh, and another team before that, right? So uh that that's what we're looking at there, but they've played some pretty good teams. They've they've only given up 43 runs. We've given up only 30. So we're actually doing pretty good on runs allowed. So it might be a little bit of a battle. Maybe we can actually score some runs this series and it'll and it'll feel pretty good we actually got one of the lowest runs allowed. Yankees only given up 29, we've given up 30, White Sox given up 32, Houston's given up 32, St. Louis 29, San Francisco's only given up 20, Dodgers given up 24. So yeah, we we're, we're pretty good on the runs allowed right now. It's the uh it's the run scored that we're really hurting. I think it's the lowest. Yes, we are the lowest run scored tied with Arizona. So, so we'll see how that goes from there. Hopefully, hopefully we get at least one out of this set with Oakland and can look ahead to facing the Angels. Sounds like uh, Mike Trout had to leave the game early with an injury, but it looks like he might be okay to play. Um, I think they're playing up against Houston next, and it looks like that—that's where uh, it looks like he tweeted that he'll be playing. So it seems like we're not going to have the miss Trout. And I'm not sure when Otani is scheduled to pitch, so might have to go up against Otani in uh, in L.A. Let me double check that real quick while we're sitting here. Monday, nope, Tuesday, Wednesday is Otani, and then we start playing them on Friday. So we're probably not going to have to face Otani then. And yes, the x-rays were negative for Trout's hand, so he's probably going to be okay to play. But we're not previewing that one yet. We'll preview that after we see how the O's do against Oakland. I hope everybody's going to be watching these late-night games just as I am. But, yes, Orioles versus Oakland starts on the 18th, 19th, and 20th. Hope everyone has a great time. If you want to give us a follow, you can follow us on Twitter at WarehouseWord, Facebook.com slash WarehouseWord, or Instagram Warehouse Word, where you can email us, wordfromwarehouse at gmail.com. And we will catch you all next time when we break down this Oakland series and look ahead to the LA Angels.